Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Tagliavia. Welcome to the Red Pill Projects Daily Dose Live with you Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. on Tuesdays, and then Conversations on the Fringe on Friday nights. Makes you think on Saturday nights. Morning coffee every morning, followed by Dark Delight Show every morning on WYSL. And uh, this is where we bring you the unfolding, a global conspiracy of communism. I used to say inching its way into America. Now it's like, now it's like footing its way into America. Man. Yeah. You know, tonight's show is called Information and Psychological Warfare because, guys, there's a game being played. And if you're not seeing it, you got to wake up. There's a game being played on all of us right now. You know, I've been uh, commenting all day on Twitter to all the House Republicans. Oh, new stuff about Joe Biden. New stuff Uh about Joe Biden. I'm like, hey, where's the uh, articles of impeachment? Hey, new stuff on Biden. Where's the articles of impeachment? Hey, where's the articles of impeachment? Where's the articles of impeachment? You want to know why I honestly think they're not going to file articles of impeachment? Why? Trump doesn't want to. Really? Why? Maybe. 2024. Think about the debacle that it creates for Joe Biden running for president in 2024, okay, with all these accusations coming out against him. Yeah. Plus, he's going to be, what, 82? He's senile. He's dementia-oriented. Trump wants to debate him. If he gets, if Biden makes it that far, his condition is so terrible. It is. It is. It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. You know, uh, we had Earth Chronicles early today, me and David Whitehead, and we were talking about a few different things. Yeah. About the, uh, the darkness of the Eastern philosophies and religions, which I didn't know. Like, I knew, but I didn't know how deep it really went. And that was a pretty crazy episode for myself, even. But he mentioned Anne Rand. And I wanted to bring up Anne Rand from uh, part three of Atlas Shrugged. There is no difference between communism and socialism except in the means of achieving the ultimate end. Communism proposes to enslave man by force. Socialism by vote. It is merely the difference between murder and suicide. Whoa. What a brilliant woman. And see, we need more people like Ayn Rand in this day and age. I I truly believe we do. Wow. And, you know, as we're, we're fighting this war of propaganda and disinformation... There's some funny shits happening. Oh, my goodness. It, it was pretty funny <laughs> yeah. today, the, earlier, to see Elon Musk with the BBC interview. Did you see some of this? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, loved it. I ate it up. Let me let me pull up. I have a one part of it on my, uh, my profile, but I want to go to this other one and that Elon posted because it's the video of the actual video of the interview. Mm-hmm. But, but going into what we're seeing here, guys. Hold on, I want to make sure this is it. Yep, that's it. Uh, but going into what we're seeing here, Elon Musk, whether you love the guy or hate the guy, he bought Twitter after the media said he wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Okay? 
He is absolutely pro-free speech. I don't care if he's a globalist, if he's a transhumanist. I, I don't care if he puts a billion dollars in the AI. The dude believes in free speech. It could be it, it could be a big act, but as for now, that's an ally, okay? And the way he handled this guy from the BBC, James Clayton, was absolutely epic. And I'm going to play some of this for you right now because this is this is just fantastic. Yeah, he really flips the script. You just add that you know we have. Up, oh, hold on, muted tab. I hate how that does. Every time that uh, I was getting yeah. audio. You were. I wasn't. Oh, people who, who have been sacked that used to be in contact. You guys were all getting and, audio, and, and, but I'm not. Hold on one second. Yep. I see why I'm not. Hold on. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent when it comes to Elon, I'll be honest. We've spoken to people very recently. Okay, we were there we go. Moderation. And they just say they just, there's not enough people to police this stuff, particularly around um, particularly Josh, around Echo. Um, and in company. What's that? Double. That's at doubling up. It sounds echoey. Echo. Are you guys hearing an echo on your end when I play this? Yes. Confirmed. Oh. One second. Let me. That's Let's put it on this channel. I'm not getting anything. No sound. All right. Well, so Jim Price told me last night, dude, update your road. So I have a road um, podcast or two over here. Uh huh. And so I was told to update this last night. So I did. And everything's been good until that. <laughs> oh. So let me see if I can go in here and um let me see if that works and uh, can you hear that now like yes okay let's see if this works choose a different speaker all right let's go in here see if you what about this guys how about this does this we, one work we have spoken to people who who have been sacked that used to be in content moderation and and we've spoken to people very recently who were involved in moderation and they just say they just there's not enough people to police this stuff particularly around um particularly around hate speech um, in the company. Is that what hate speech you are you talking about? I mean, you use Twitter. Right. Do you see a rise in hate speech? I mean, I, I, just a personal anecdote. Like, what do you do? I don't. Personally, my, uh, for you, I would see I get, I get more of that kind of content. Yeah, personally. But I, I'm not going to talk to, talk to the rest of, for, for the rest of Twitter. So you see more hate speech personally? I would say I would see more hateful content in that, in that. Content you don't like or, or hateful? What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, just content that will solicit a, a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of those kinds of things. So you think if I, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, no, is that not, what you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm well, saying. Well, I'm just curious. What you, I'm, I'm trying to say what you mean by hateful con content, and I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and if, and you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful content does that mean that it should be banned well you've asked me you've asked me whether my feed whether it's got less or more it, i'd say it's got slightly more that's but, what i'm asking for examples 
Can, right. you, can you name one example? I, I honestly don't use, I, I, honestly, you I don't. You can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why, because I don't actually use that for you feed anymore, because I, I just don't particularly like it. You said actually, a lot, of people, a lot of people are quite similar. I, I, I only, well, well, I only well, look at my second. You said you've seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example, not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I, well, I, then I how did you I, see the hateful content? content? Because I've been, I've been using, I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen that you for you hateful content. And I'm asking for one example. Right, and you I, can't I, give us a more one. And, and, and I'm saying, I, I, then I, I say so that you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I love it, and, and you know he's right. He's absolutely oh, yeah. right. Like, stop with this bullshit back and forth. Oh, hate speech. Oh my God. Yeah, you guys are. Right, you guys are you're are, are hurting our feelings and hate speech on on Twitter and every news pundit out there is hate speech is rising on Twitter. You know, sure, give us examples and and they they dive deep. They have to search for it to find it. Come on. Well, they could probably just look at any of their personal posts that are utterly ridiculous that get stormed by people saying things to the contrary. Maybe that's why they feel like there's so much hate. If I went online and said stupid shit all the time, people are going to send me a little bit of a. Uh, opposition and maybe that might feel like hate well here's the thing don't say stupid stuff yeah that's the where the hate is coming from and it's not hate speed i don't know it's ridiculous well and he was calling bbc a government-run organization a propaganda organization same thing he did with npr and pbs and now npr and pbs have deleted or are no longer on twitter they're done and and great i mean he's winning the war right now like shit that that's two less propaganda agencies we have to worry about on Twitter, yeah. And now you know the Nord Stream pipeline stuff is is slowly inching back because they're they're not going to kill this monster because we all know that the United States is the one who perpetuated this crime. This is an act of war against Russia and Germany. Okay, listen to what Donald Trump says when he's asked about this. Pull up the Nord Stream pipeline. Um, I don't want to get our country in trouble, so I won't answer it, but, uh, I can tell you who it wasn't was Russia. How about when they blamed Russia, you know, they said Russia blew up their own pipeline. You got a kick out of that one too. It wasn't Russia. And you know, it's interesting that Trump says it like this. I love the way he didn't answer it. Well, yeah, I'm not going to get our country in trouble, so I'm not going to answer it, but it wasn't (laughs) Russia. Which means that he's getting some type of briefings. He must. This he, he, this guy knows what's going on. He's informed to a certain level of what's happening, and I, I find that I find that actually powerful for him because he's watching the crumbling of our country, but he's also got this back end intelligence and understands how, where, why it's happening. And I think that that is just absolutely fascinating. Um, I don't believe that he's president or commander in chief but still i think that he has certain levels of power in dc and we're seeing this all over the all all over the place um actually if i can find it let me see if i can find it real quick i'll pull it up and this is what i'm talking about here that's not it that's not it not it not it we already went over that we got more trump Oh, it was like the next thing on my list. Okay, well, here, here we go. 
Former, former White House stenographer blows the whistle. Joe Biden is a criminal and I got the evidence. If they put me in front of a grand jury, my testimony becomes the evidence that will put him in jail or lead to his impeachment. Like, this is huge. And, and nobody's talking about it, but this is B.I. Jesse Waters. filled out their witness tip line. There's a website. <laughs> you fill out all these tips, uh, these web, web directions. I submitted it. If you lie to the FBI when you're submitting a tip like that, you can go to jail. I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. Joe Biden is lying. Joe Biden is a criminal. That's the bottom line. I don't care if he goes to Timbuktu or Ireland or anywhere. He's a criminal. And I've got the evidence. If they put me in front of the grand jury that's right now seated in Wilmington with special prosecutor David Weiss, my testimony becomes the evidence that will put him in jail or will uh, lead to his impeachment, probably lead to his impeachment first. You're, so you're saying that Joe Biden wasn't going to Ukraine to fight corruption. Joe Biden was going to Ukraine to help the natural gas industry. At the time, he knew that his son was on the board of the biggest natural gas business conglomerate in Ukraine. That's exactly right. You know, Hunter Biden signed up for this uh, trip. He signed up to be on Burisma on uh, April 18th, 2014. Well, on April 16th, 2014, what I've seen in the laptop was Hunter put a schedule, uh, something on his daily schedule. I'm meeting Devin and Lucas. Lucas, Devin Archer's son. Devin Archer is a fellow Burisma board member at the WH at 11. That's the White House. Mm. There's photos of, of, of Devin Archer and his son Lucas in the White House. They, the cover story was, oh, it's a book report for, our, for my son. He's being nice with Joe Biden. That's not what it was. This was a planning meeting for them to start their uh, kickback scheme with Burisma. And there was a lot more planning that went on ahead of it. I went Bombshell. And this guy did not kill himself. I think we should put that out there. This guy did not kill himself. <laughs> no. Now, Vince. Yeah. I've been saying that uh, I've been talking massively against the Restrict Act, which is oh, kind yeah. of losing steam, of course, because of all the distractions, shootings every day. Oh, my goodness. I mean. You got legislation in the House, legislation in almost every state, and all of a sudden shootings every day all over the place. Pretty crazy. But the Restrict Act is falling to the wayside. Now, we had this Pentagon leak, which is is kind of showing yeah. some damaging information. I mean, we have uh, special forces operators in Ukraine, which is boots on the ground in Ukraine. That's an act of war from the United States against Russia. Oh, yeah. how, how will Russia take that? Don't know. Um, we have... Uh, but. The battle plan evidence, everything else that's really out there about this information, it's it's damaging, but it's not. And what did I say it was? Who did I say did this? Uh, man, I've been hearing so many things in this story. Is I said it was the Pentagon who released this mm -hmm. themselves or someone in the Biden administration that released these documents. And the reason they did is because they're willing to take this national security hit. Okay to yeah. push the Restrict Act through because the Restrict Act would protect against this exact thing. Right. Remember the first thing they did, the Pentagon came out and says, Twitter, Facebook, please take these documents down. Scrub the links. Don't put them up there. And they're like, no. Yeah. Like, it's free speech. We, we did that with Hunter Biden's laptop. Remember what happened to us? 
now they're, I'm telling you, there's going to be a big push. Hey, you remember that Pentagon leak? We can stop that with the Restrict Act. That's what's going to happen. Now, look what Russia is saying about this. This is from the uh, Russia Times. Leaked Pentagon files could be deception operation, according to Moscow. The document documents may have been deliberately planted, according to a senior Russian diplomat. The Pentagon documents leak could be part of a campaign by Washington to deceive Moscow. Because the U.S. is partly in a conflict, Ukraine is essentially waging a hybrid war against us. Such tricks to deceive the enemy, meaning Russia, are possible. Um, I'm not saying anything definitely, but I assume different scenarios are plausible here. The diplomat acknowledged that authentic classified documents had leaked in the past. However, he added that how much of the current buzz and reports are grounded in reality is an open question for him personally. U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said on Tuesday that the government was taking the leak very seriously and would turn over every rock during its investigation into how supposedly top-secret files made their way online. Um, and then the Pentagon did say they appeared to be contain sensitive and highly classified materials. Some countries have came out and uh, disputed the accuracy of these documents. The disclosed documents include intelligence briefs on various countries, as well as a daily report on the disposition of Ukrainian army units on an, and a schedule for the training of Kyiv troops abroad. One document cited by the media suggested that Washington was spying on Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. Another provided new details on September 2022 incident involving the British and Russian warplanes over the Black Sea. So Russia's coming out and saying what? Oh, this is uh, this sounds like a uh, Pentagon or a Washington deception campaign. Mm -hmm. hmm. Exactly what I said. It, hasn't North Korea or South Korea kind of flip flopped on this story as well, saying it was fake and then saying that it's. Well, at first they were coming out and concerned about it. Then they were coming out and saying it was fake. Yeah. Um, and, and you're seeing this mix. And the reason they do that is they want to control. Remember information and psychological warfare, right? They don't want people to know the truth of what's actually happening. So you're going to have one country, you know, four or five countries coming out and saying they're disinformation. Then you have a few countries coming out and saying that it was Russia doing it. Then you have a few countries coming out and saying, oh, well, you know, there's nothing really that bad in this information. Then you have some other people coming out and saying this stuff was bad in this information. Now you have like six degrees of narrative that can be focused on by the mainstream media and pushed out to people. And each day it's a different stream of this narrative. To where at the end of the week, people have no fucking idea what to believe. I believe that. Did you see what Trump said about it? No, what did he say? A few hours ago, he truthed. The worst leaks of intelligence in U.S. history. Our country has never been so embarrassed, and yet they come after Trump on their old and tired boxes hoax. The special prosecutor should investigate Biden. Maybe he was the leaker. Nothing would surprise me about this group. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> love it i've seen a lot of these mainstream guys agreeing with everything yeah. that i've been saying for years it's funny how it comes around i mean uh, uh today i noticed uh man i forget the exact topic but something we talked about probably last week or a couple days ago is finally starting to hit headlines and that seems to be a trend and it makes me feel good whenever i see that like wow we already covered this we don't need to cover it again <laughs> well and i see that too is like two weeks before it actually hits the mainstream we're already talking about it, and we just like, oh, yeah, remember this? Oh, okay, go on to the next thing. <laughs> so, yeah, Federal Reserve economists believe that the recent banking turmoil will trigger a mild recession later this year and potentially ominous signs for President Joe Biden as he leads into his election campaign. Staff members at the central bank who briefed policymakers before interest rate decisions had long expected GDP growth 
to slow this year in the wake of the Fed's fight against inflation. But last month, they upped the odds on the downturn, according to the Fed's minutes in March 21st and 22nd meeting. Just a couple of weeks before that meeting, two regional lenders, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, collapsed after depositors pulled out billions of dollars in cash. Uh, their projection was for a mild recession starting later this year with a recovery over the subsequent two years, according to the minutes. Now, here's an interesting take on all this stuff, okay? Yeah. And I'm going to try to sum this up the best I can with my understanding of the economic system, okay? So you had... Signature Bank, you had SVB, they start collapsing. Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank bails them out, right? Right. Now, you have basically feds that or you have you have banks that are underwater on assets. Basically, mm -hmm. if you have 97, so basically SVP, SVB was 97% um, underwater on their assets. That's why they toppled over. And if you actually go out there and you can calculate um, net income or you can gross income, um, divided by net assets, you can calculate this percentage, right? Okay. And so if you look at a lot of other banks out there, um, roughly about 40 to 50% of the banks are in that 60 to 90% range of underwater. But here's the thing is after the collapse happened, you got to remember the FDIC came out and said, sorry, guys, you know, billions of dollars, venture capitalist firm. Sorry, guys, you guys are shit out of luck, right? Yeah. And they gave them this. You. Yeah, we're not going to help you. But then, obviously, the Fed uh, stepped in, the Treasury stepped in, the White House stepped in, and they guaranteed them. Well, one thing that that did is it it basically bankrupt the FDIC. So the FDIC has no more money to pay for any more bank failures. Okay? That's number one. Number two is the Federal Reserve went to all those banks that were underwater on their assets. Okay? And they are holding in long-term maturity bonds. Right? And so these bonds are worth 88 cents to the dollar. So they're underwater a lot on them. And so instead of the, the Federal Reserve buying them back, what the Federal Reserve did is loan them money, approximately a trillion, uh, I think it was uh, approximately, what is it, $14 trillion, loaned all these banks money. So they gave them a loan. So this means that they won't sell those bonds right off the debt. They're not going to hurt the market. And it's a loan, so they don't have to claim the losses on their taxes or, or on their corporate statements, right? Okay. Up to this point, the Fed had actually pulled money out of the circulation of the money supply. And this is what has brought, brought down what we see as relative inflation in the market. We're not seeing it in the retail market. And we said we're not going to see it in the retail market. The reason you're not going to see it in the retail market is because suppliers are six months ahead, which means that suppliers are still working on raw materials that were overpriced due to inflation. So when this hits the market, these are still going to be high relative to the retail market. So you're going to see six months down the road, you're going to see a slight decrease because the raw materials to purchase that was decreased in this recessionary or within this inflationary period. Okay. On top of that is these companies, they don't give a shit. They're not going to return to 2019 prices. They like the high profit margins and they're going to keep them up there because people Believe, people know that inflation is still here, even though it might not be as relatively as high. Then you have basically consumer or agreed level inflation from the corporations. Okay. But the Federal Reserve had actually brought down inflation quite a bit because they were doing quantitative tightening. They were pulling money out of the money supply. They're pulling money out of circulation and they were raising interest rates, which this constricts the market. Okay. Now, 
the moment that they gave those banks all those trillions of dollars, where did yeah. the Fed get that money? Thin air, right? They printed it. So all that work they just did on interest rates was just undone overnight. Not only that, is they they escalated it massively. And here's the thing, is that's only a temporary solution. That solution will only last for so long until those banks become insolvent and bankrupt. And so yeah. you're going to start seeing a few more banks here in the next month, a few more banks a few months down the road. By the end of the year, I think it's all going to start to topple because what's going to happen is since that injection of the massive amount of dollars into the money supply, you're going to see inflation increase once again. Not only that, is you have the increase in energy prices. You know, the United States, we could close off our borders to the whole freaking world, not taking one import and we'd be absolutely fine with oil yeah. and natural gas. We could survive for 63 years, 63 years with the amount of oil yeah. and natural gas in this country. We have more oil and natural gas in our, our grounds on the United States of America than any other country on the planet. Okay. But yeah. we're seeing this push through the green energy revolution which is a failure, a massive failure, and oh, yeah. Biden's administration is going to be hurt because of it. This whole change, the 2035 agenda, the 2030 agenda, this is going to kill this country. So what I'm expecting to see is you're going to see rising oil and gas prices over the next 8 to 12 months. This is going to force regulators in the U.S., the Biden administration, to go out there and open up new um new drilling contracts in the u.s which will be six months down the road production probably right before six months before the election yeah we already saw in march with the data that came out today that the decrease in oil and energy and things has was about 17 percent mm-hmm. minus 17 percent it's a the whole green energy thing is kind of a wonder to me. Um, I don't think there's enough there to pick up the slack of decreasing our quote unquote fossil fuels, but it seems like that's part of their strategy is like, we'll make up for it with the green agenda and our allies, but it's definitely destroying the country. Definitely is destroying the country. And, um, you know, I look at rumbles chat. What are all those little icons by the rumble chat? Icons. Oh, never mind. I, I see what they are. Oh, okay, cool. Ah, subscriber, supporter. Oh, cool. So this means all those other people aren't subscribers. Hey, subscribe to the channel. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the chat, subscribe to the channel, guys. Come on. Be nice and friendly. All right. The federal deficit has topped $1 trillion in the first six months of fiscal year 2023. Oh, this ain't good. The federal deficit topped the $1 trillion in the first six months of the fiscal year 2023. This was despite the fact that the federal tax revenues in the first six months of the fiscal year were $2 trillion, $48 billion, which was the second highest in the nation's history when compared to the inflation-adjusted numbers for the tax revenues collected for in the first six months of the previous fiscal years. From February to March, according to the monthly Treasury statement, the fiscal 2023 federal deficit increased $378 billion, climbing $722 billion to $1.1 trillion. So far, the fiscal 2023, while the federal government collected $2 trillion in taxes, it spent $3.14 trillion, resulting in a deficit of $1.1 trillion. When the historical budget numbers are adjusted for inflation into March 2023 dollars, 
It turns out that this year's October through March deficit is the fourth largest in the nation's history. In fiscal year 2021, during the COVID pandemic, the October through March deficit was $1.9 trillion in, um, in constant March $23. That was the largest deficit in the federal government has ever run in the first six months of a fiscal year. The second largest was the October through March fiscal 2009, which was after the 2008 collapse. Then in uh, October through March fiscal 2012, the federal government also ran a deficit exceeded $1 trillion. And that was after another collapse. That was a big market correction. And so we see this all coinciding with various different types of market crashes, corrections. You had the COVID collapse, the 2008 collapse, the 2009 correction, and now we're running a deficit again. What do you think is going to happen? I think it makes sense. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to keep happening. Yep. I wonder, but how long could they sustain that, especially at the increasing rate of it happening? Well, I guess that's why they're getting rid of the dollar here. Yep. Money supply growth collapses in February, lowest monthly decline in history. We are not okay. I agree. This is a US M2 money supply growth, and it is just absolutely just collapsed. In, uh, yeah, it's free falling. And that M2 money supply is what? That's yours and mine's money. That's into our pockets, into the banks. And the reason I say that is because there is still a massive banking withdrawal occurring. People are pulling their money out of these toxic, dangerous banks and putting it into various different assets. One of those assets is gold. Now, gold last week was over $2,000. People are expecting it to hit 2075 which was the all-time high. It pulled back, which is I good. I knew it. Good for all of you guys. <laughs> and so it, it, it pulled back. It's back under um, um, 2000. It's at 1977 an ounce. If you're thinking about, or 1978 an ounce, it closed today. If you're thinking about picking up some gold, definitely do it. Excuse me. I know it's hard to buy. You know, you buy the grams, but they're so overpriced per spot value. It's just better to buy yeah. a quarter an ounce or a half ounce or, or an ounce. Yeah. Well, or it's just best, best to buy silver. Um, but guys, listen, if you want to buy some gold and silver right there, getgoldtoday.com. Dr. Kirk Elliott, I'm not going to bore you with a commercial that I made, but look, getgoldtoday.com, IRAs, 401ks, if you want a Roth, a traditional, if you want to transfer one over, if you have an old school 401k that you want to get into an IRA, you can do that as well. If you got some cash on hand and you're looking to get some gold and silver, this is the man to do it. Text or call 720-605-3900. Leave a voicemail if you have to. Getgoldtoday.com. Fill out that form below. You don't hear from them in 24 to 48 hours. Give me a DM or a call, and I will get you directly in contact with one of their team members, okay? But getgoldtoday.com, guys. Check it out right there. And I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but I'm just trying to help you guys. If you guys want to go out and buy gold and silver somewhere else, do it. But make sure you have some gold and silver, okay? Yeah, make sure you have some gold and silver. Honestly, this should be something of, oh, I bought gold and silver three years ago. I'm fine. This is something that you should work into your budget to do again and again, and not just with gold and silver, but all kinds of preparations. All right. Yep. Yeah. And then I want to pull something else up before I pull this next one. Went to. There we go. Uh, I wanted to pull up this other article because it goes with, not an article, this tweet that goes with, yep, there it is. Okay. 
So Budweiser has really shot themselves in the foot, guys. Bud Light sales continue to plummet after Dylan Mulvaney's brand deal. Um, so Alicia Harshenshard, I don't know how to say her name. The current mm -hmm. Bud Light VP of marketing claimed the brand is in decline and requires more diversity to target its audience. I'm a businesswoman. I had a clear, really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light. And it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. Short, shortly after these comments, it was revealed Bud Light would seek a brand partnership with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney, who is a biological male. Heiner Scheid emphasized that the brand needs to be more inclusive and even slammed existing customers as fatty or fratty and out of touch. It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having the campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men, the representation of sorts at the heart of evolution. You got to see people who reflect you in the work and have a hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of Friday, kind of out of touch with humor. And it was really important that we had another approach and uh from what we're getting here it wasn't uh, so bud light has since plummeted in sales as backlash mounts against the beer for ignoring its target audience jeff fitter the owner of case and bucks restaurant and sports bar told fox news i think society flexes its muscles sometimes to remind man manufacturers that the consumer is still in charge in bud light's efforts to be inclusive they excluded almost everybody else including their traditional audience uh, Fitter claims sales of bo bottled Bud Light dropped 30% over the past week, while drought beer fell 50%. The Daily Wire reported that other instances have decreased demand for Bud Light. It wasn't just Case and Bucks that saw sales of Bud plummet. Brewhouse owner Alex Caceres said, told Fox that 80% of Bud Light drinkers ordered something else last week, while 20% who did order the beer weren't on social media and hadn't heard yet. And uh, we're reporting, and I think what they were saying is... Uh, yeah, so right here, DC Drano tweeted, Anheuser 32.38 billion in market cap. As of today, it's now 128.4 billion. You know what that means? The woke Bud Light campaign has already shaved off nearly $4 billion in company value. The boycotts work. And so the interesting part about this is this has not even hit Bud Light's pocketbook yet. And the reason I say that is because how many bars, restaurants, liquor stores are all going to sit there and protest and just not order Bud Light or Bud products anymore. And that's gonna not going to hit until the end of the quarter, which is next month. Yes, I can't wait. I want to see that go to but 10 here's billion the, plus. But here's the problem. What? Here's a list of all the Anheuser-Busch products. Mm -hmm. Budweiser, Bud Light, Bud, Budweiser Select, Budweiser American Ale, Bud, Bud Dry, Bud Ice, Bud Ice Light, Budweiser Brewmaster Reserve, uh, Bud Light Time, Budweiser Clamato Shalada, uh, Budweiser Clamato Kalanda, Bud Extra, Michelob, Michelob. Okay, any Michelob product, all Bush products, Natural Light, Natural Ice, oh, Bud man. Extra, Bare Knuckle Stout, um, Ziesenbach, some of these Rolling Rock, Shock Top, Stella Etois. Um, you have uh, Oduls, Bush, Anheuser, um, you know, non alcoholic. 100 uh, energy drinks, 180 blue, 180 sports drink, 180 energy, 180 red, 180 low calorie, 180 sugar free. Um, then you have Stone Mill Pale Ale, Wild Hop Lager, Bacardi Silver, um, Tequiza, Tilt Six. Then you also have uh, Beck's, you have Hasa Rotter, you have Devils, you have Spaten, Frossenzager, 
Um, these are German beers. Then you have Goose Island. Any Goose Island is Anheuser-Busch, Blue Point Brewing Company, um, 10 Barrel Brewing Company, Apocalypse IPA, um, mm -hmm. Pub Beer, Pray for Snow, Elysian Brewing Company. Elysian no. is a big one. Space Dust know. IPA. Yep, the Immortal IPA, Super Fuzz, Blood Orange Pale, Men's Room Red. Um, you have uh, Heel of the Bay IPA, Four Peaks Brewing, which is a good one. Hop Knot IPA. They're all good ones. Yep, Breckenridge, Vanilla Porter, Avalanche, Amber Ale. Um, if you've ever had these beers, I've had a lot of these. Mm -hmm. And there's more on here. I'm just going for the, you know, the, the big yeah, names. Widmer, Widmer Brothers, mm -hmm. Widmer Brothers, Cutwater, Margarita Good Mixes. Um, you have Highball uh, Drinks, all Highball Drinks. That's right. If you have that Highball oh. Drink, that that's, that's Anheuser-Busch as well. Rita's uh, Margarita Mix. I understand your point. I could personally boycott all of this till the day I die and be fine. But I understand that. How are we going to get everybody on board with that? Right. There's so many things out there. People aren't that don't have that much attention to detail or care. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I got an answer for you. Okay. You ever heard of the, the uh, Pareto principle? I don't think so. What's that? All right. Great mathematician, end of the twenty, end of the nineteenth century. Um, he, I believe, he won the Nobel Prize in, in mathematics for what's known as the Pareto principle. But basically, if you look at working economies, you find that twenty percent of the workforce does eighty percent of the work. Mm. Okay. Well, this doesn't only apply to workforce; it also applies mm. to money. It applies to consumers. It applies yeah. to everything in society. And so, if you take the okay. twenty top grossing products on that chart the 20 products or the the 20 percent of those products that bring in 80 percent of the revenue and you just focus on them good to go which would probably be their standard bud bud, bud light yeah budweiser yep frat boy drinks hey those frat boy drinks are paying your fucking bills and you, they're really shooting themselves in the foot it, this is also seeing all that list that's all yeah. overhead when they start losing money that stuff's gonna start being like all right yeah. let's stop making this well, and that and if, if Bud Light wanted to to re all they had to do, all they had to do is bring go back to the Super Bowl, start bringing back the Bud Light Bowl, start bringing back the frogs, start bringing in real men of genius, you know, <laughs> or they should have brought real women of genius. It's like yeah, if they did a real fine. woman of genius campaign, that would have been great. There's in, in, inclusivity right there. Oh yeah. Here goes to you, Mrs. Cowboy Boots and Big Truck, like Bud Light drinker woman, mudding out in the, you know, yeah, mudding dude. out in the country time in your big truck, driving that four wheeler up those hills yeah. and into the pond. <laughs> See? We salute you. I mean, if, it, oh, if you pitch that, that if you pitch that, and I was in charge of the budget, I would have just signed you thirty million to go have it take off. Budweiser, I'm for hire, man. I can save you. I can save you. <laughs> Fire the woke bitch. <laughs> I want 5% of all revenue increase from everything that you guys. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. We might see that. <laughs> Some rebranding. So Lulu has arrived in China. So we know uh, Macron left China, came back and said, Hey, we're, uh, we're allies with the United States. But other than that, we're, we're, we're going to separate from them. We're not their sycophants, right? Yeah. And like, now friends, Lulu, but we don't really hang out. <laughs> yep. Now Lulu, who the United States literally just got elected. They, they formed a coup to overthrow Bolsonaro. 
to get Lulu elected, and now Lulu's heading over to China. Like, this is this Biden administration is absolutely fucked. <laughs> they really are. What the hell? Yeah, <sighs> let's listen to. Yeah, you know who Peter Schiff is? Yeah. Peter Schiff, his uh, his his relatives were actually one of the people who started the Federal Reserve. Many people don't know that. No relation to Adam Schiff either. Let's listen to a few minutes of uh, Peter Schiff here. Well, all right, welcome back. So this week, the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries announced that it is cutting back oil production. What could go wrong? Right now, the national average price of gas is at 360 a gallon. That's rough, down roughly 52 cents from a year ago, but still way higher, more than a dollar higher than it was under Trump. Some analysts are predicting that gas prices could remain in the $4 range once the cuts take effect, which could hit your wallet real hard once we get into the summer months when people like to go on vacation and drive around and you know, take boats out. Heaven forbid, do something fun. So how bad could it get and what should the administration be doing about it? We've already drawn down the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So here to discuss, let's bring in Chief Economist and Global Strategist, Peter Schiff. All right, Peter, this is kind of a big deal. And they did it willy-nilly without notifying anybody until the last minute. Yeah, I think it's a very big deal. Also, it really uh, flies in the face of uh, U.S. policy, which we're, you know, we're, the Fed is trying to uh, bring down inflation. And, and clearly, this is complicating those efforts, especially given the fact that we're in the midst of another financial crisis. But not only is the supply of oil uh, going to come down, but the supply of money, U.S. dollars used to buy oil, is going up. The Fed has already gone back to quantitative easing to bail out the banks. So we're printing more money, uh, but we're not producing as much oil. And the world is starting to divest itself of U.S. dollars, which will put more downward pressure on the value of the dollar, which, of course, will put more upward pressure on the price of oil. Right. But I love it when they use fancy terms like quantitative easing or QE. They say, oh, you know, we're going to do some quantitative easing, folks. Nothing. It's just they're just printing money. That's all that is. Um, but President yeah. Trump made energy independence part of his game. Like that was that was his shtick. And he was like, guys, we need to do this. Otherwise, we're going to get taken advantage of and we're going to be at the whim of whoever is pumping the oil. I mean, can we wind and solarize our way out of this? No, absolutely not. And it's not just energy independence. We need to be able to produce everything. We're, we're dependent on the rest of the world for everything that we consume because we no longer have the industrial capacity that we once enjoyed uh, because of the policies that have been pursued uh, you know, for decades. We have too much regulation. We have too high taxes and too much government spending. And so we're not producing what Americans consume. We rely on the rest of the world. But the only reason we're able to do that is because the dollar is the reserve currency. And we may lose that privilege over the next several years, maybe even over the next few months. Who knows? There it is. Over the next few months or several years. And wow. I, I think that I don't think that this is going to be a slow decline. I think that this is going to be incredibly fast. And I mean, if you think about how they got to do this, it's got to be incredibly fast. It has to be a, a mm -hmm. fell swoop, like the 1929 stock exchange crash, 1987 mm -hmm. crash, right? The 92, the 2000, 2001. It's got to be that fast. You know, I was, uh, I was wondering whether to read this. This is from Dr. Simon Goddick, uh, PhD yeah. in biotech, science journalist, um, polyglot, 
No, this will uh, fire you up. And he, he wrote this really long blog post or Twitter post, and I'm going to read this for you. All right. And he goes, are we losing the war for freedom to the great reset? Do you ever wake up in the morning and wonder why you even bother fighting for the freedom of others? Many of whom don't seem to want, let alone deserve such liberty. Lately, I've been asking myself this question more and more often. The hatred one faces for speaking out on social media is unimaginable and comes at a great personal cost. In my case, it meant losing three well-paid jobs and severing ties with loved ones, all for standing up for what I believe is right and important. Bizarrely, my statements mostly remain within Twitter, Getter, and Telegram bubbles, seemingly having little impact on reality. In reality, the Great Reset keeps progressing without interruption as influential figures like Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab, who are driving the fourth industrial revolution, promote their agenda without fearing any consequences. The intertwining of these protagonists with the media is particularly worrisome. The latter, responsible for shaping the public opinion, fail to scrutinize those who finance their operations. Moreover, just as in science, journalism exhibits selection bias, almost exclusively uncritical individuals who toe the line are hired. Although Twitter, under Elon Musk, is regaining importance and freedom of speech is more or less restored, there is no point of return in sight. Worse yet, COVID was declared over by Biden with a simple signature, and the very mob that discriminated against the unvaccinated now focuses on climate change, which will bring further personal restrictions. Given the anticipated developments, I question why I continue the fight against what seems inevitable despite discrimination. The current is so strong that it feels almost impossible to swim against. Of course, after three years, there are some journalists popping up who now critique COVID, and this will generally increase. But this is happening because most of the world has already been vaccinated. It is simply two years too late. What is now perceived as critical journalism is, in my opinion, just part of the agenda. So where are the journalists questioning this alleged climate scam? Where are those opposing the transgender madness? Where are those warning against digital currency? Where are those condemning 15-minute neighborhoods? Where are those saying it's healthy to eat meat and eggs? Where are those enlightening us about the fact that CO2 is good for plant growth and as a result of the changing global temperatures, not the other way around? Where are those warning against a digital ID that will completely strip us of our privacy? Where are those who see the implementation of Chinese-style social credit system as a threat to the Western world? Where are those who sharply criticize Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates in public? They are scarce and, as a result, reach only a small, increasingly woke segment of society. I feel like we're flogging a dead horse, but perhaps the hope that our efforts might one day make a difference is what keeps me from deleting my social media accounts. Because of one thing, I am 100% certain, unlike waking up with doubts, I never want to experience waking up in the 1984-like dystopia. Boom. That's pretty powerful. Except yeah. for the thing about where are those saying it's healthy to eat meats and eggs. Um, oh, Why? Uh, where are those saying that it's healthy? Okay, that's, I got it. Yeah, man. He's talking about us. Yeah. Oh, all of us. I'm not shutting my flap, man. I'm going to be boisterous. <laughs> Could it be? Well, and, and how about this? Tucker Carlson asked Donald Trump, where's the threat? Where's the threat in the United States of America? Listen to what Donald Trump says. 
Who's the biggest problem, sir? Is it China? Could it be Russia? Could it be North Korea? No, I said, the biggest problem is from within. It's these sick, radical people from within. Because we can handle, if we're smart, we can handle Russia, China. I did. Who's... And he's right. We can handle the geopolitical situation geopolitically. We don't need to militaristically push our way around and coerce the world around with power and might and force. No, look how we that's true diplomats. They're long lost in this great Republic. Yeah. Trump, he did. He made peace once and he'll do it again. Probably better than ever. Mm -hmm. This strategy of the Biden administration, the crooked phonies, it's not working. Clearly it's falling apart at the seams. It is. And you know, this is danger from within. This is a, uh, you know, if McCarthy, if Joseph McCarthy was around today, he'd be, he'd be absolutely screaming, the commies are here. Oh, and yeah. they are in the White House. And he'd be eliminated once and again. And this is why you don't hear it out of Republicans, because of what they did to people like McCarthy and JFK. Let's listen to Trump again. You know what he did. So I don't see it going. I mean, we'll have to see. So, but just to bottom line it, they, I mean, the purpose of this is to keep you out of the presidential race. If I weren't running... Or if I had bad poll numbers, let's say. Right. And again, remember, the Democrats are the party of disinformation. If, if they, they want, want you to, to run, run, if they want to run against somebody, they're going to go the opposite. For instance, they don't want to run against me. And now, I just gave you a poll. I'm nine points up on Biden. But they're the party of disinformation. So what they say is, oh, we want to run against Trump. Now, they, they always do that. You know, they, they do, do that. that. And other people would do it, but they do it pretty much better than others. Is there anything they could throw at you legally that would convince you to drop out of the race? If you get convicted in this case in New York, no, I'd never drop It's not my thing. I wouldn't do it. Would not drop out. There's nothing that they could do to make him drop out. And, and you know what that is? That reinforces the warning that they sent to him last week. That there's only one way that they're going to get him out. But you know what? Maybe that's the precipice. Maybe that's the, the martyr effect that hope this not. world needs. I don't know. I hope not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously an assassination attempt on Trump is in their playbook and I'm sure they probably attempted it before and will again. Mm -hmm. That's an easy one though, to um, expect for somebody like Trump. So hopefully they're never successful. I, I agree. Now, <laughs> This is some dystopian shit that is happening in our country, and I think people need to be alarmed and alert of what's going on here. Uh, let me go here. I want to go to my profile. I want to find two things that I posted today uh, because I believe that they're important. All right. Where are you? Up there's one. Okay. Oh, no, I got to find where the hell I was. Just, well, there it is. Okay. So this is the next story that's coming up. Federal Technology Office imposes speech code on scientists, warns against using gendered language. Key scientists in America are now being delivered instructions on what they can say, to be politically correct, of course. Justin News explained in the National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, a federal office, has imposed race and gender speech codes for scientists. Um, they reported the guide tells workers not to say blacklist or whitelist. 
and also in, insist there's a ban on using terms that assign a gender to an inanimate object, such as male or female connectors. NIST isn't one of the larger federal bureaucracies with a budget of only $1.65 billion for 2023, but it joins other federal agencies in putting its attention on taxpayer money towards the ideological agenda of the leftists. And its scheme instructs scientists that they must avoid identifying an individual's gender unless necessary for comprehension and avoid terms that are condescending. What the fudge? Yeah. <laughs> now, I had an interesting day. So I had to go register my car and I had to go get my driver's license. But in Minnesota, yeah. you have to get like, uh, you have to take a pretest. Mm. I'm 41 years old. I got to go take a driver's license test. Um, so I have to make an appointment. So I wasn't able to do that today, but I had all my paperwork with me to go mm -hmm. get a driver's license. And if you go to the website, it says, hey, attention. Don't get a regular driver's license. You need to get a real ID. And I said, yeah. a what? I'm like, I heard about this like back in the 2000s. And that's right. 2005 is when the Real ID Act was passed by Congress. Mm -hmm. In 2012, they passed legislation calling for its 50 statewide implementation by May 7th, 2025. And what are states doing now? They're issuing real IDs. What's the they're real really, ID, do you ask? They're pushing it hard in my state. Yep, they're pushing it hard in all these liberal states. The Real ID Act establishes minimum security standards for license issuance and production and prohibits certain federal agencies for, from accepting for certain purposes driver's license and identification cards from states not meeting the Act's minimum standards. The purposes covered by the Act are accessing certain federal facilities, entering nuclear power plants, and boarding federally regulated commercial aircraft. Guess what else goes into this? Uh, train stations, anything that is, everything is going to switch to the monitoring of the Real ID Act, okay? So basically, to do anything, to get anything, you have to have a Real ID. Or to travel. Yep, or, or to travel. That's exactly right. Papers, please. Now, I said, but why now? Come on, people. The real ID is a digital ID, is a digital driver's license maintained by the federal government done through the states. So how does this work? They start issuing by 2025 the real IDs. You get into the system. You remember in the UK how they issued the vaccine passports and they had all those extensions on there that they could put social credit scores and all these things into it. They could yeah. put they could put crypto wallets or CBDC wallets in there as well. Yeah. Welcome to the real ID. There's not going to be a chip injected into your arm or under your forehead. Instead, it's going to be a real ID card that's going to give you access to your FedNow service. It's a real ID card that's going to be checking you out of the grocery stores where there's no human beings working that's going to be directly attached to your universal basic income that is going to have a direct monitor on your social credit score. Yeah, dude. I think you're spot on on that. It's creepy. The way they sell it in Washington State here, Pinko, Washington, is yep. they tell you it's it's like it's so much better than a normal ID because you don't need a passport if you want to go to Canada. They'll just let you over with your license. Yep. It's like, yeah, good try. That's what they tell us. Yeah, we need the and, and you notice like all these things are all happening at the same time. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Real ID, Restrict Act, 
They go hand in hand, people. Hand in hand. There's another video I just uh, I wanted to put out there. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find. No, it should have been should have been before that. Just posted a little while ago. Ah, maybe they will implement putting it under the skin though. Why you think they'd be cooler? I think that they could sell it. Yeah. Oh, I think tons of people would do it. All right. All right. Let's listen to Joe Rogan. I got I got two clips from Joe Rogan. One's semi long, not long, too long. Well, let's listen to this. Did you ever see that rant no. she did about the world gone mad? No. See if you can find no, it. I want to see that. It, it, it's it's really wild. It's really excellent. Go ahead. Millions of Americans who aren't on the hard left or the hard right who feel the world has gone mad. So in what ways has the world gone mad? Well, you know, when you have the chief reporter on the beat of COVID for the New York Times talking about how questioning or pursuing the question of the lab leak is racist, the world has gone mad. When you're not able to say out loud and in public that there are differences between men and women, the world has gone mad. When we're not allowed to acknowledge that rioting is rioting and it is bad, and that silence is not violence, but violence is violence, the world has gone mad. When we're not able to say that Hunter Biden's laptop is a story worth pursuing, the world has gone mad. When in the name of progress, young school children, as young as kindergarten, are being separated in public schools because of their race, and that is called progress rather than segregation, the world has gone mad. There mm. are dozens of examples that I could share with, with you and with and your you viewers. And you often say, you say allowed. Everyone sort of knows this. And you say we're not allowed, we're not able. Between, Who's the people stopping the conversation? Who are they? Um, people that work at networks, <laughs> frankly, like the one I'm speaking on right now, who try and claim that you know, it was it was racist to investigate the lab leak theory. It was. But I mean, who let's said just that at CNN? But I'm just saying that when you say "allowed," I just think it's a provocative thing you say. You say you say we're not allowed to talk about these things, but they're all over the internet. Well, but, I can Google them. I can Brian, find them everywhere. I've heard about every story you mentioned. So I'm just suggesting, of course, people are allowed to cover whatever they want to cover. But you and I both know, and it would be delusional to claim otherwise, that touching your finger to an increasing number of subjects that have been deemed third rail by the mm. mainstream institutions and increasingly by some of the tech companies will lead to reputational damage, perhaps you losing your job, um, your children sometimes being demonized as well. And so what happens is a kind of internal self-censorship. This mm. is something that I saw over and over again when I was at the New York Times. Yeah. No, she's amazing. So anyway, she's and, amazing. Did you ever see that? And Yep, Barry Weiss is absolutely amazing. Yeah. But she absolutely nailed it there. This is what's wrong with the world. This is how you know the world has gone mad. And with all that madness, with everything that we're talking about, listen to what Joe Rogan says here. We are at the precipice of unstoppable great change. And I think it's going to hit us like a fucking tsunami. And I think we're just really fortunate to be alive at this time. Yes. Where the whole world is going to shift. In, in a really wild way. And I think one of the things you're seeing from whether it is these um, corporations or these uh, government entities that are trying to control narratives, this is like them trying to grasp at the, the last bits of control that are potentially available. But I think inevitably they're going to lose. We are at the. Wow. 
We are at the precipice. Is Joe There's Rogan watching? Coming. Hey, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? He he very well could be. Yeah, who knows? And, and then you get this shit. Homosexual teacher explodes at kids. You'll be dealt with severely for rejecting the LGBT ideology. You don't have a choice whether or not you learn about LGBT plus in this school. The British teacher said, in one of our values, if you do refuse to do it, you will be dealt with severely. Dude. These radical people scare the shit out of me. I'll be honest with you. Yep. They become Maoist indoctrination camps is what they become. Yeah, man. Holy mackerel. Scary <clears throat> to hear that kind of stuff. That is extreme. That is radical. Incredibly extreme. Yeah. And uh, then, then you have this interesting bit of information today um, about Joe Biden. And we'll just go into this one. This one is fantastic. Bank records show millions in transactions between Hunter Biden and China firms. And then China is actually churning on Joe Biden. In my mind, it's the Chinese government telling Joe Biden we got the goods on you, buddy, and we're willing to dish it up, according to Senator Ron Johnson. Chinese bank is voluntarily, a CCP-controlled bank is voluntarily given Republicans damaging new financial records on Hunter Biden. The records show deep financial ties between the president's son and the brother of the now-defunct CFC China Energy, which had ties to the Chinese Communist Party. The energy giant wired $1 million to Hudson West III, a joint venture owned by Hunter Biden and Gong Wen Dong, a business associate of CEFC's founder and chairman, Yi Jinming. And Yi Jinming, if you remember, is that top spy in China. So a second energy company, Northern International Capital Holdings, was associated with the communist-backed CEFC, wired $5 million to Hunter, uh, Hudson West III. Uh, the Cafe Bank show, a record show, the money sent from the two companies funded a $4.8 million wire transfer from Hudson West to Hunter Biden's companies, Owasco PC and Owasco LLC and Lion Hall Group owned by the president's brother, James Biden. And so this is, I mean, this is why I'm, I'm sitting here on social media asking Ron Johnson and asking Andy Biggs, Jim Jordan, where the fuck are the impeachment papers? You, why are you not moving on this guy? And I think because firstly, it, number one, it's because Joe Biden is controllable by Blinken and Susan Rice and, and uh, you know, all the other Obama holdovers, okay, that are running the White House. Biden is controllable by them. Kamala Harris is not. Oh. Kamala Harris thinks for herself she doesn't have dementia. And Hunter's not her son. <laughs> and Hunter's not her son. That's right. Wow. So yeah. they impeach Biden, Kamala Harris comes up. That's not a situation they want to deal with. She's Republicans. Really quiet. She's yep. a really quiet uh, commie in the background there, that Kamala. So apparently someone walking down the streets in Ireland finds Joe Biden's travel plans just laying on the ground. Classified You're documents kidding. just laying on the ground. And so oh. Ireland has disrupted a terror plot to overshow, uh, overshadow President Joe Biden's there. visit. And then all of a sudden today, they find these documents on the ground. And I can go in here and hold on. I got to pull it up from a different source because I don't have it there. <laughs> so, dude, <laughs> they're essentially leaving plans for a terrorist. Everything a terrorist would need 
to find Joe Biden. Yep. Just in plain sight. Yeah, that doesn't just happen on accident, all right? <laughs> when has that ever happened? Ever. Yeah. And so that's all over Twitter if you want to check that out. But I actually have another big story that not many people were talking about. And mm -hmm. I mean, I don't I haven't heard really anybody today talking about this. I don't listen to any people. But it's this tweet right here. According to the National Review, the Democratic National Committee will no longer require the services of the controver controversial election lawyer, Mark Elias. Now, for you who don't know who Mark Elias is, Mark Elias is out of the DNC. He is, one of the, he is the one that testified in the Sussman tri trial, confirming that he hired Fusion GPS to run the opposition research for Hillary for America in 2016 election. Okay? This yeah. is the one that has been the center of the DNC's operations for voter fraud, for election fraud, for yeah. com campaign finance. Um, this is the main guy in the, the dossier. All right? Seal well, dossier. Yeah, yeah. And I said, could this be the possible move by the DNC to separate away from Mark Elias with rumblings of a new Durham's of Durham's new allegations? Durham now has smoking guns against the FBI and many other people, potentially indictments coming. I hope so. The DNC just separated from Mark Elias. He could be their fall guy, but if he's their fall guy, he knows all their secrets. Well, Hillary's probably on the phone right now with Barry, and uh, hopefully he doesn't yeah. kill himself. I think he's probably going to kill Mark, El Mark Elias, dead. Suicide. Two gunshot wounds to the head and one to the chest. Yeah. I've seen that story before more than yep. once. Gosh. All right. Let me go here. Let me see here. Did you uh, did you see that video about Poland? Uh, no. I thought I shared it on my Telegram. But um, so Poland. The one interesting thing about Poland is they've had zero terrorist attacks. Wow. Zero. Zero. None. All the other westernized countries, NATO countries, terror attacks yeah. all the time, except for Poland. Zero terrorist attacks. You want to know why? Immigration policy? They don't take in immigrants. Yeah. They Imagine will not that. take in Muslim immigrants. They will not take in any. They said that we took in Ukrainian immigrants, but that's it. And they're working. They're great. They're great members of society. Perfect. And people are calling them racist because they won't take in an immigrant. So like, nope, we just love our country. <laughs> yeah, it's not about race. They'll say it is nope. because that's all they've got. It's the best they've got to make people uncomfortable to fold. But isn't that interesting? Hmm. So Trump is now suing uh, former attorney Michael, Michael Cohen for $500 million. Sources familiar say the complaint against Cohen has nothing to do with the Manhattan DA case, but is... Uh, the actions arising from multiple breaches of fiduciary duty, unjust enrichment, conversion, and breaches of contract by virtue of Cohen's past services as Trump's employee and attorney, and the breaking of client um, client privileges, client attorney privileges. So, hoy. and I doubt if he was paid off by anybody, he got paid anything near that. Well, hopefully Trump wins. I'm sure he's right. Oh, I'm pretty sure Trump's right, and I'm pretty sure Trump's going to win. And, uh, yep, let's, let's just go to some uh, NBC breaking news here and hear what they have to say. What do you have to say about this, NBC? But a huge part of it is just, like, there's a lot of people, just voters, who 
don't want there to be gun restrictions. And a lot of them live in Texas. And the degree to which, like, this thing that we have that we see where we make the sacrifice to Moloch, you know, every so often, um, you know, every so often, uh, where we make the sacrifice to Moloch, you know, every so often, things that we have. Well, hold on, hold on. He's talking about mass shootings. And, and say that again. I want to hear this. this thing that we have that we see where we make the sacrifice to Moloch, you know, every so often um, is a deal with the devil that it seems to me that like a, a discomforting number of people are OK have that we see where we make. So, you know, it's interesting that he says it like this because he's talking about gun control and gun legislation. And he's saying because these people won't give up their guns, we have to continue making the sacrifice to Moloch and do the devil's deed. Huh. Creepy, huh, dude? I, creep. I was like, is this real? This can't be real, but... It's know, very, very, very real. real. Yeah, so that's creepy. Yeah, yep. and people are saying in the chat that you may be, instead of uh, Poland, it may be uh, Hungary. Or, uh, I'm sorry. Nope, it's it? Poland. Okay. okay. It's Poland. It's. I'm pretty sure it's posted in my telegram. Um. John Greenwald Jr. came out and said that uh, the new UAP hearings are going to be happening in the House of Representatives. Um, we're looking at, I believe, um, April 19th. April 19th, the new UAP hearings to receive testimony on the missions, activities, oversight, and the budget of all domain anomaly resolution office. So that'll be interesting. This is the six-month update that Donald Trump, through executive order issued, must be given. North Korea, I, you know, I posted this a little while ago about North Korea. Mm -hmm. um, actually, when did I post it? I posted it a few days ago about North Korea. Remember this? Which hold on, I'm going to pull it back have up to here. remind me. <clears throat> I got a great memory. You got a bad memory. I, yeah, I do. <laughs> it's so okay, true. It's right. Vince, yin -yang. I'll be your memory. Okay? Yin yang, yin yang. Got a good thing going. See if I can find it. Just don't let me forget that. <laughs> there it is. Okay. So this is April 10th, and this is what I said on April 10th. I said, oh, no, could we be seeing Rocket Man doing, uh, going on the offensive? And it, I, I talked about this. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un called for expanding the country's war deterrence capabilities in a more practical and offensive way, state media said. And then he had been unresponsive to routine inter-Korean uh, inter liaison calls. And then today, North Korean missile prompts brief warning to shelter in Japan. Launch adds to a barrage of rockets fired by the Kim's regime. North Korea set to celebrate the birthday of the state founder. But the rocket came massively close to Japan today. That's what they're saying. But then they also came out after that and said it was a false alarm. Oh, really? Yeah. No, no, they lifted the alert for the missile after emergency warning. Oh, so now they're saying, there we go. So now they're saying it's a missile a warning, a alert warning system error, yeah. just like the one that happened in Hawaii in 2018. Yeah, Isn't that interesting? That's fucking crazy. Actually, it's not, but it's just interesting, dude. It, what did yeah, they the, see? These things are, uh, maybe it's a UFO. What the hell's going on, man? It's funny, so, though, how you could tell by how this news trickles out that something's, something's up. So this is interesting. We've talked a yeah. lot about the attacks on infrastructure and supply chain. Yeah. Now, everybody knew about that massive explosion in Dimmit, Texas yesterday, two days ago. Now we're seeing the death of almost 20,000 cattle. Yeah. 
Hmm. Wow. Now we know, understand what was happening there. But what made that explode? I don't know. And so only a small, so the, the cattle move, uh, were moving from the milking area to the holding pen was affected by the fire and the explosion. Um, this is the deadliest barn fire for cattle overall and the most devastating barn fire in Texas since 2013. Um, there is no say on what caused uh, the explosion. Now I said as a joke, okay? I said as a joke, they're going to blame it on the gases exhausted from the cow's farts that built up and blew up. And they're going to say, see, this is why cow farms are bad <laughs> in global warming. We need to get rid of cows. Oh, my God. That's solid. Or not really. But yeah, it's gaseous. Yep. That's hilarious. Wisconsin. Looks like Wisconsin's got fires across in northern Wisconsin right now. Seeing, uh, um, well, seeing minor flooding, which is interesting. Tony Evers has declared a state of emergency. Um, yeah. Um, well, we're, we can talk about that some other time. So big pharma is rolling out tons of new mRNA vaccines. I saw that the Cattle Ranchers Association, they must have got my message because they responded to all the allegations of mRNA vaccines being put into cattle. And they said, yeah. these are not FDA approved and we put none into the cattle. Oh. And they said, oh, really? Well, what about the testimony of this guy right in front of the Missouri Congress who said, I literally injected these motherfuckers just the other day before I sold them. <laughs> like he works for the Cattle Ranchers yeah. Association. Yeah. And he's like, I went up there myself and I shot them, the MRA stuff into them. And this yeah. guy was testifying. We watched yeah. the I know. I saw it. That was so funny. someone's lying here. But they're right that they're not FDA approved for human consumption through the through the meat. So that's a good thing. But I would still find alternative meat solutions. And now yeah, Big Pharma is coming out with new mRNA vaccines to fight cancer, heart disease. Be ready by the end of the decade. Now, isn't that interesting? Because you're going to have a you know 18-month to five-year progression of the adverse effects of the vaccine that are going to produce more heart disease and more cancer. And they're going to come back and say, we got more mRNA vaccines. We're going to help you. You just got to get one shot every year died suddenly again yeah yep. the united states has seen an increasingly fewer maternity awards available to expectant mother mothers due to both money and the decline in fertility and birth rates since 2011 according to the report by the healthcare consulting firms chartus 217 hospitals across the country have closed their labor and delivery departments in the past year alone Charges report explains that the states with the highest loss of excess and obstetrical care include minnesota texas iowa kansas wisconsin each of which lost more than 10 facilities over the last 12 years. One of the reasons is money. Yeah, I bet. The other is low fertility rates, exasperated over the last few years. Hmm. I wonder I wonder what that was that caused that. Hmm. I wonder what that was. Let's listen to a, now a special message from your local billionaire, Bill Gates. Hi, Bill Gates. What do you have to say today? Well, the Gates Foundation has partnered with Diffit on a great number of things, and uh, among those are our work we do together on livestock, uh, helping animals survive uh, either by having vaccines or better genetics, uh, helping them be more productive. It's making a big difference. 
Uh, you know, I was down in Ethiopia seeing how chickens are out there uh, laying more eggs, getting more nutrition, uh, and even some small savings into the household. So uh, Edinburgh happens to be where a lot of the world's best work on this is done, and that's why uh, DFID and the Gates Foundation are, are funding scientists here. You know, that's so interesting that, uh, that he mentions Edinburgh. So I watched a movie recently of a, um, it was kind of a chintzy movie about an alien attack. And uh, they had to get to synthesize this vaccine and they had to get to Edinburgh. Interesting, dude. So that's where one of the top CDC facilities actually is. Is that where they run all their eugenics out of? Is that their headquarters or something? Yep. Good God. And, oh, so for everybody out there who saw the Dalai Lama um, trying to suck the tongue of the eight-year-old kid, you have to understand, this is not a normal eight-year-old kid. Oh, my gosh. So What are you saying? The eight-year-old kid is a U.S.-born Mongolian boy who is the reincarnation of a spiritual leader. He has been recognized as the reincarnation of the third most important leader in Tibetan Buddhism as the 10th Kalakla Jetson Dampa Rapanche. And so the ceremony last month was actually the ceremony of his reincarnation. What? That kid, that eight-year-old, is the third most powerful person in Tibetan Buddhism and is the head of Mongolian Tibetan Buddhism. So my theory is, because that guy obviously knew the Dalai Lama, is it was a gay lover. No, that the the one person before, so the guy who died, the, this per, this kid's a reincarnation, right? So the guy who died, it's, who they're saying this is the reincarnation yeah. of, is probably all, the Dalai Lama's gay lover. They're all gay lovers and all this shit. Yeah, huh. yeah. If you go watch wow. Chronicles, you understand exactly what I'm saying on that one. Oh my god, that's my. So they're grooming. Story. They're grooming the fucking kid. That's what's going on there. Yep. Hey guys, Dude. if you are. Uh, Oh, go ahead, Vince. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, please. If you guys are uh, going to be in Chandler, Arizona this month, April 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, Badlands Media is hosting the Great American Restoration Tour. I will be speaking at the event. I'll be at the event all of the days. If you guys want to check it out, right there, badlandsmedia.net, or you can scan that QR code, badlandsmedia.net, or scan that QR code right there. As well, if you want to prepare, if you want to get a three-month emergency food supply, if you need to get uh, you know, something that has really, really long shelf life, 25-plus years, you can go. We have, uh, we have My Patriot Supply, special partner offer right here, three-month emergency food supply, $6.97. They have tons of other ones out there. You can go check them out. If you can just click that link and you can go there and you can go search their website for all different types of deals. But if you're looking to go to that website without this link right there from the QR code, you got to go to redpills.tv slash Patriot. They also have the Alexa Pure water filtration system, which is fantastic. But Alexa Pure water filtration system, just scan that or go to redpills.tv slash Patriot. Vince will get those links out there. If you guys are looking to support us in any way, shape, or form, redpills.tv slash cash app. That is one way. We also have redpills.tv slash go. That's our Give, Send, Go campaign. And then we also have, if you, you guys are into crypto like I am, uh, like many of you should be, buying some Bitcoin. It's going to be dipping here soon, but it's definitely going to go back up. You can go on over to Donate Crypto, and that's redpills.tv slash send crypto. 
And then don't forget about Dr. Kirk Elliott, guys. Getgoldtoday.com. Give them a call, 720-605-3900. Call or text. And if you don't hear back from them in 48 hours, please DM me on socialredpill.com. If you don't know about socialredpill.com, we have tons of stuff going on there. Live Zooms every night. I sometimes pop in. I'll be there tomorrow doing a live Q&A, socialredpill.com. Those are the best ways to support us and everything that we do here. I wanted to give a thanks and a shout out to everybody who's donated here in the Battle of the Streams. Hillbilly Jack Hill is celebrating a three-month substreak. Thank you so much, Hillbilly. Uh, we have uh, Shannon1313 donated five lemons. Thank you so much, Shannon. Princess Little 8, one ice cream. Enlightened Science, one ice cream. RMRM, three lemons. Thank you so much, Princess Little 8, Enlightened Science, and Rum Rum. Rum Rum, another lemon. Bayonet, one ice cream. RBG3573, two ice cream. U-Town, two, six, nine, two lemons. Thank you so much, Rum Rum, Bayonet, RPG, and U-Town. Shannon, 1313, three lemons. Slumdog, give it a can. What's up, peeps? Thank you so much, Slumdog and Shannon. We have uh, Lion Eyes 57 just followed, and I, that's on DLive. Thank you so much, Lion Eyes, for that. Heading over, over to socialredpill.com. That's where all this family will be after this show, talking about it on live Zooms. If you go into the event tab, you'll see the red, Social Red Pill Zoom right there. And uh, live and Q&As on Thursday nights. Grismo 7, three lemons. Patriot Pisces, five ice cream, and I don't recall 22, five lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo, Patriot Pisces, and I don't recall. Thank you guys all for those donations. Um, quite a little bit longer of a show tonight. There was a lot more in the news, so I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for helping support everything that we do. Please like, share, follow. Don't forget to comment as well. Don't forget, you can go out and clip this video and share it to your social media. You can link up the original, or I don't even really care, just post it to your social media but clip this get the clips out there much much appreciated tomorrow live in q a um, after the show that uh, comes on at 10 30 eastern standard time um and that'll be on the socialredpill.com much love respect god bless you guys you guys take care have a great night we'll see you guys tomorrow either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.